Peace. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, how y'all doing? It's Sean Davey with Break by Performance Training. And today we have a special guest. We have Coach Allen. Hey, Coach, can you let everybody know who you are? How y'all doing? I'm Coach Allen Bordley, originally from Virginia Beach, Virginia. Originally went to college at Old Dominion University on a football scholarship that I transferred over to East Carolina University uh, to run track. Um, background, exercise science. I worked under Jeff Connors for a good while at East Carolina in the strength conditioning program uh, before I went to pursue my master's degree at Western Kentucky University, uh, focusing on athletic administration and coaching. I then did my grad assistantship down here in Georgia at Kennesaw State University with the track and field team before finding my way at the position I am in now as director of sports performance for Redline Athletics. All right, cool, cool, cool. So you got a pretty extensive uh, background and training for the most part in terms of like, you know, being an athlete and also as a coach for the most part. Um, just to kind of dive into, and I guess it's like a prelude, um, what were some of like, you know, the hurdles you faced as a track runner and as a football player in college? And like, you know, what were some of the things you did to allow yourself to elevate past those hurdles? I mean, biggest thing is thinking that athleticism alone could just take you to far places. You know, a lot of these kids don't understand the work that goes in when you get to college. And the issue is the transition period. You know, when you go to a high school that doesn't lift or you literally just showed up to practice every day in high school and thought that was enough, you get to college and understand that there's more into it. There's rehabilitation, there's prehab, there's strength and conditioning on top of practice. So then your body starts taking this big old beating that you're not used to when you're just used to going out there and playing. So that was one big thing that was kind of tough. Obviously, when you get through that transition period, you know, it starts to kind of mellow out and it starts to actually feel the benefits of this new base training that you're on. So, you know, that's probably the only thing that I kind of felt going into college that kind of hindered me at first. After that, man, it's really just if you put your mind to it, you just give it all, give it your all all day, every day, you'll be fine. I mean, easiest part in college is showing up, show up to practice, show up to weight room, show up to treatment, give it your all, you do what you got to do, and it's all good. I mean, I like that second part you said, just showing up, because um, that's when the majority of the battle people don't know about when it comes to this life period, if you just show up every single day. I mean, you technically speaking are winning. It's up to you to figure out how much intensity or how much effort you're going to bring. Um, so segueing from um, your athletic adventures and now being a coach, um, going from Virginia Beach, then coming to the Georgia area, and uh, being a new person in this area, uh, how were you able to maneuver when you first got here? I mean, it's tough, man. Like... When you don't have those natural organic connections, you know, you gotta kinda figure out how to build new ones. So networking is big, you know, you can't be scared to talk to people. You can't be scared to literally just talk to the person that's down the street. But well, I'm sorry, not down the street, but down the field, working with another kid. You know, you can't be scared to walk into another facility and just ask them a question. So for me it was just leveraging anybody that was around me. You know, if somebody had said, Hey, how you doing? or what y'all working on, you know, that one conversation may lead to something different. Um, I met a lot of guys just out here, just training one athlete at a park or at a track. Come to find out he owns a gym or he works with this organization. Now I'm connected with them to come out there and check out what they do. And now I'm building connections, not to really just leverage them, but to also just figure out how things go down here. You know, for where I'm from, Virginia Beach, things might be a little different than they are here in Georgia, you know? Yeah. Um, there might be different type of unwritten rules how people get down out here than they were and from where I'm from. So, yeah, sure. you know, it's tough from that standpoint of knowing how to move and where to move. 
then personally with finding athletes that's tough as well you know i use an app called coach up you know it kind of helped me just have a sense of where people could find me mm-hmm. you know and that one athlete you help that one athlete out and get them to where they need to be and that word of mouth organic type marketing for yourself starts to generate and then from there it was fine mm-hmm. you know like i said all it took was one and that's one thing you know while i'll tell any other trainers business really is not that hard man it takes one athlete to change your whole career around yeah it really does um it takes one but before you get to that one it takes you to build that product yep. and um you know, once you build that product, the work will always speak for itself. You just gotta find that one kid who wants to lock in with you, build with you, and then once the results speak for itself, it's just simple word of mouth, and that's the best type of advertising you can ask for in life. Um, well, being a coach, especially yourself, that works for like more of the youth athletics. I know you love to specialize in that type of stuff. Uh, can you explain like you know why you solely focus on t- uh, trying to push the youth in a certain direction? And the biggest thing is the youth is the future, man. Like things change, you know, and it always starts with the youth and. The biggest thing I've always seen was, even with my transition periods, where I didn't feel like I was 100% prepared. Mm-hmm. I felt like if I could have focused a little more on this in high school or focused a little more on this in middle school, maybe I'd have put myself in a better position for recruiting time in high school. Yeah. Maybe I could have put more stats up on the football field. Maybe I could have jumped that much farther in high school. You know, Like I said, I did great with the limited opportunities that I had. Mm-hmm. But when now, when I'm training these athletes, I didn't even know how to power clean until my first day of college. Mm. So I didn't even know what a med ball looked like until my first day of college. You know, talk about box squats, things like that. Yeah. All I knew was a barbell, curl it, press it in the backyard. Yeah. So now giving these young athletes an opportunity to prepare mm-hmm. so that way when they get to college, they get to the next level, whatever maybe it might be middle school to high school, that transition period is smooth. So not only can they just focus on that skill and focus on what they truly want to do, but they also can add more to what they can offer a team. So when you got a middle school athlete that may not, their body control might be all over the place, and you mm-hmm. literally just put some footwork, some movement, some simple agility in there, now his foundation is set for four years compared to him just going in, the, in ninth grade, dang, man, you're fast. You seem like you got potential, but you're all over the place. You yeah. know, then, that he had, then that's two years trying to just mature and gain that confidence and then now okay he has two years to make get, make things happen when we could have fixed that with a month of yeah that training. is true that is true because um i was like that uh you know naturally sounds in terms of having good speed but nobody teach you how to properly move yourself have change of pace change direction it's crazy man like, it's crazy to think about it and i feel like now am, am i upset when we were in high school no because we played you know we had i feel like play is a form of training for sure i feel like people don't understand how big of a factor play has always been our parents you know they played all day every day pe to them was sports they did every sport you ask any person their age like 35 over they're like yeah we did track we did football we did this we did that recess all this stuff you no know, when we were young obviously video games started coming out but we still went outside and played jump fences for sure trying to jump off uh uh, a swing so mm-hmm. we were working you no know, breaking muscles deceleration you know plyometrics and we didn't even know it for sure now these kids don't do anything but that's why i see so many injuries right now exactly and then so you see so many injuries you see so many this horrible foundations of athleticism and it's not their fault so then and even when you're trying to coach it up to them it's so uncomfortable some of these kids like it's yeah. just just not even natural and it's confusing it's like wow 
that's crazy. That's where we're at. So now it's even more of a demand for me to want to give these athletes what they need because, you know, a lot of people get, you know, they like their pros, they like their college kids, but dang, if these kids don't even get this foundation set, who mm-hmm. knows what they can do? You know, who knows if they haven't had the opportunity that they want? And, you know, we always get these athletes want to focus on the ball, want to focus on the skill-specific part, but now they can't even get to that point of being successful there because they don't, they can't move their feet. Or you get athletes that can throw a football, they can shoot a basketball, that can hit a softball, baseball, but they can't even run the second, they can't even run down the field, run down the court, can't even stand up straight. Yeah. You know, so that, that, that's why that's why I truly take passion in, in just youth training, man. Yeah, I mean, I feel like um, it's an oxymoron because we have the most type of um, equipment, knowledge, application now, more available to the youth. But then at the same time, they don't use all this stuff on their own in terms of playing, exposing themselves to tag, which is the best way to build quickness. Um, you know, they're not building the proper bone density by just simply cutting, moving around with their friends, playing basketball at the park. It's, it's a lot of stuff that's kind of backwards because you have all the tools you need, but at the same time, you don't have the, what's the word I'm looking for? You have all the tools you need, but you don't have the people who want to use it, basically. Exactly, exactly. And, then, and I get, like I said, we, we always dealt the past 20 years with you know childhood obesity yeah. fast food things like that whatever case may be but we were still able to rely on kids wanting to be kids for sure now kids are kids you know what i'm saying kids are totally different you know it's all behind the cell phone and like i said with our generation yeah we can say because we got best of both worlds we were the cell phone generation we were the mobile gaming generation but we still was able to take that outside and go do what we need exactly to do like you will you will put your PSP to the side and, and go, go run. run go crazy these kids don't even play football outside no more these kids don't even get dirty they, their clothes look nicer than mine's like I used to get my tail whooped for coming in the house with my new shoes on oh all man. messed up because outside is getting beat down you know, don't you let play, it don't let it be the all white I'm telling you man playing manhunt you know you we did so much agility and footwork and change directions with the games we play is doesn't even make sense. We were building athletes just in general, just just by playing outside. Oh, for sure. Like me, I was a chubby kid. My parents didn't know anything about you know properly feeding your child the right way. They were just trying to you know make sure you got fed. So I was just a chubby kid. But when you're chubby and like you can't move how you want to move, the best thing you know how to do is stop on a dime. Damn. So I learned how to literally take one step. Somebody try to move out the way and cut me off. I would stop before they stop. I was able to get my shot off. And, and that's the thing. And then you figure that out. And I feel like the issue we get now is with a lot of these athletes, you know, whether they might not be naturally explosive, yeah. fast, or a little bit bigger than most athletes, when they get to that point where it hinders them, they want to stop. And then parents seem so confused. I don't get it. I don't get why I want this for him. It's because they just don't have that natural instinct of wanting to move and figure it out in them. Exactly. You know, if you get a bigger kid or a slower kid, or a case may be, and they just they play all the time, but they're but they're competitive because you play. They're going to want to figure it out. They're, they're going to want way. to say, "Mom, no, I want to do this. I want to do that." But when you get these kids that just naturally don't, yeah, I might want to play football, mom, but no, nah, I'm too slow, so I want to quit. Or I'm too big, I want to quit. Or I'm not coordinated enough, I want to quit. I don't have that drive in me to want to do that. And that's why in my training, I try to keep that fun, that competitive aspect, that competition aspect, so these kids can understand this is fun. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to be the best in this aspect or that aspect. And when you're a kid, you know what I'm saying, you will grow. Who knows where your body will be in the next eight years. So let's just enjoy this and enjoy wanting to get better because you want to compete, because you want to beat him, her, or be the best, you know, you want to beat your best friend, you know, you want to 
uh, beat these kids down the street, town rivals, you know, and that's one thing I see an issue from young youth all the way up to high school. People don't compete. You know, these kids don't even have that concept of competition because they're so focused on the skill or focused on the recruiting. Yeah. They don't even have fun no more. You know, back in the day, fun was, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to yeah, take I'm my bust, shoes I'm gonna off. I'm going to bust your ass. I'm taking my shoes off on this gravel concrete, and we're going to sprint all the way up to that last car. And we're going to do it again until I win because you keep beating me. That's what these kids don't have nowadays. And it's trying to instill that. You know, you can't teach it, mm-hmm. but you can put them in the atmosphere. Yeah, they you can, can foster learn. it, basically. And that's the thing that I feel like when you set that down and it's it's cool because like cool i get it you know i tell parents a lot of time it's sad how important youth performance-based training is now because mm-hmm. i don't think it, it, it shouldn't be needed because it should be organic but it gives us a job and it's a great job so i was like cool you telling me i can literally just let kids be kids have fun compete in a structure man way. that's it and get paid for it and get these kids the foundation they need, man. Listen, come on now. All you gotta do is take some Zoids and just make hopscotch again. And that's it. <laughs> hopscotch, bro. That's all it is. Hopscotch. You see, you oh, see, uh, what's called lateral, lateral bounds uh-huh. going forward, right? All it is hopscotch. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You see footwork ladders. All it is hopscotch. Girls used to double dutch all day, jump ropes, muscle activation. You know what I'm saying? You should jump on the green box at the park, plyometrics. Like, exactly. Come on now. Like, you should jump off off uh, a swing onto the ground or jump off the playground onto the ground. You know, breaking muscles, depth drops. Yeah. It's, it's all the same. That's, that's, that's a lot of shock method training right there. I'm telling you, bro. I never even knew it. Never knew. But that's why, like, you know, back in the day, it's just simple. You would ask the old head, like, hey, man, like, I want to jump higher. Go jump higher. I want to yeah. run faster. Go run faster. And you hear it, it's like, that's not how it works. But that is how it works. Because I know for me, um, when I was like, I'll say 10th grade, I was like 5'8". I had a homie in Lucas. Lucas was highly athletic. He ran track. He did um, basketball, did football. He was highly athletic. He told me I got to bounce up because he was dunking in the 8th grade. Crazy bounce. He was only like, I think like 5'7". He was like, all I did was take a tape. He said, I took a ladder. He said, I had a pretty high ceiling in my house. He said, um, I took tape with a ladder and I put the tape right there. He said, all I did was every single day, I would jump up and try and touch that piece of tape every single day after school. He said, I did that for two years straight. He said, that's all I did. I had to do no box jumps, no type of bounds, no type of vertimax. He said, I just did that. And then we go to high school and he finally got on to like the vertimax and the training and stuff like that. I mean, of course, he's gonna be more athletic. So by simply having those type of things as a kid, keeping it fun, that's where you build the competitive drive. It's a purity behind it. Like, you know, I'm going to go up here every single night. Before I go to bed, I'm going to do 100 calf raises and go touch that tape. I'm going to put a uh, 300 jump shots. I'm going I'm to shoot like I'm Kobe off the fadeaway. I'm going to go on uh, the, the, the tub and do a bunch of dips. And exactly. Push like, you you understand why you're doing it. And exactly. There's a competitive concept behind it. But then when you get in a real situation where you have to push yourself, last rep with your team, outwork the competition. It's easy. Now it is just easily programmed concept and we, like I said we get to this point we be so shocked why kids don't do it I mean look at them for the past 10 years and ask them what type of childhood you had you know what I'm saying not saying they don't have fun but how, what type of active fun did you have and how did, did you push yourself did you play you know jackpot <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> did you play 21 knockout did you have field day? These kids don't have field day. Yeah, I know they took field day, yo, bro. Did you, did your teacher take recess from you and you were upset? 
and then you were good and listen so you can get that thing back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's a concept of just discipline as well. Yeah, true. You know, they used to t- teach you like, nope, I guess we're doing stations today, PE, because y'all know how to listen, right? Concept of discipline, you know, within the sport, within the, the realm where you want to be active. Yeah. You'll get kids nowadays, you'll tell them, go leave practice and they'll leave. They'll be perfectly fine with it. Man, uh, you're not lying. We asked a couple of kids on, on the post-grad. Um, whenever we ended practice early, that was like, you know, it was like, yeah, I'm like... It's it's. I mean, I'm like, like first of all, you're in post grad. You, you you should be trying to stay. This is your last chance. Go play college. You're, you're like, yeah. And now it's the point where they think it's a joke when you say that. Like, nah, I'm not joking. Like I'm just. I'm like I'm. I get some days, some weeks. So we've been on your ass, and it's tough. That's to different. Where you got a day off, you're excited, but you shouldn't just be okay with just like, bro, we ain't do nothing. I mean, college at ECU, we had such a dope weight room program that yeah. I, they used to allow me to come in a little bit early, just do some extra stuff. Just because I just felt like I needed a little extra pump, you know, that I just needed a little bit extra. Yeah. Used to go to track meets. We was at NCAA uh, region down in Jacksonville at uh, University of North Florida, and I used to think I was weird because I wanted to always lift the night before the meet. Not a crazy lift, you know, just really activate the muscles. You know, maybe like three sets of three, you know, mm-hmm. leg press. But I got down there, and they had blocked off a whole section for a bunch of athletes that did it as well. So I'm talking to everyone like, yeah, so why why do y'all do this? Like, I mean, I just need a little pump. That's it. Because mm-hmm. I just don't feel it. Like, I, I feel like if I need a little bit more, I'm going to get a little bit more. And that's something you don't see with these athletes no more. Mm-hmm. Coaches are trying to pull eyes out of their socket to get these kids to just want it a little bit more than they want it for you. Yeah, we had that problem to it uh, last school I was at coaching. Um, we were legit wanting more than these kids. Like, I always make sure I to the gym at 5 o'clock. And the coach is like, why the hell is the assistant coach here before y'all? For sure. Like, why is the assistant coach working out, putting up jump shots before y'all do? It's like, it makes no goddamn sense how the assistant coach, the person who's supposed to coach you to be a player, is doing the shit you're supposed to be doing. That's, I mean, you speaking facts because, and that's the one thing why, you know, to your point, why youth training is so big to me, it's a challenge. Yeah. Like, it is a big challenge, and it is exciting because, trust me, you will always have some type of situation that you have to find a solution to mm-hmm. because whether or not it's an eight-year-old you're trying to motivate him to have some fun or an 18-year-old you're trying to teach him how to motivate himself to get to his goals yeah. and whatever is in between that there is at each level there's always something that changes and that you have to figure out a way to get to these kids and you no know, i feel like that's why youth training isn't for a lot of people because you gotta have some type of patience you gotta have some type of creativity and you know, some type of drive within yourself to want to drive these kids. Because, I mean, you know, not everybody can push somebody else to be the best they can be. Not oh, everybody sure. has the patience to do that. And, you know, generations will always continue to change. I'm 28 years old. So I tell people, it, this might, maybe this might be the easiest time in my life to reach kids because I'm 28. I'm, I'm just as old as everybody's older brother. You know what I'm saying? So what happens in 10 years when I'm 38? When it's not old, oh, cool Coach Allen, you know, that's like, they can call me Allen now because they literally the same age as my sister. What happens when I'm just Coach Allen, Mr. Allen, how does that look? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How does that how does that change for me? Because these kids are going to still be 8 to 18 to True. 20 to 21. You know, what does that look for me? Does that change? So, you know, it's a constant, you know, evolving cycle, and it's challenging, you know, and I, and I like to talk to a lot of older guys and mentors of mine, like, um, Chris Gorez is a real mm-hmm. good one. Uh, he owns a facility called Onyx Elite in 
Richmond. I mean, this guy has great, simple insights, man. Yeah. And, you know, it's taking all the knowledge we have and experience we have and keeping it simple and fun. That's all that matters. It, literally, and you keep it simple as fun, you know, and you just continue to go with the changes of what you're, you know, what is presented to you every day. And it's pretty simple as that, man. For sure. Um, speaking of challenges, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, what are some of the challenges you face as, like, a coach of some of these kids? Biggest thing is just time. Mm. I mean, time and effort, you know, like I said, these, the skill specific of the sports has gotten so big over the years that these kids are always in their sport. You know, when we were young, it was, you were in the season, you were out of the season. Yeah. I mean, the only season that was pretty year-round consistent was AAU basketball yep. or travel baseball, softball, maybe a little soccer. For sure. But now, I mean, sports go all year round. You got football in the fall, then you got um, seven-on-seven all spring plus spring ball, then you right back to summer ball. You know, track is year-round, volleyball is definitely year-round. So it's trying to figure out the time that you can get these athletes in here and take advantage of that time. Mm. Now, you get so many issues because the parents want to drag the athletes and they come in here, they don't have the motivation to do it. Gotcha. So it's figuring out how to reach these athletes to get better, mm-hmm. you know, and to understand what they need to do to improve themselves. And that's a big challenge with those athletes because, like I said, you can't force them to want it. You, know, you can't force anyone to come in here and train and work on the vertical, work on their strength, work on their mobility, whatever that case may be. You know, you have to kind of push them, sometimes hold their hand. And that, that, that that's a challenge because, you know, it, you can see the difference when a kid that comes in here is motivated every day, puts in the work on a consistent level 12 months out of the year. And where they end up compared to that kid that you know can easily be just as better as that kid. Yeah. And they just give, they don't even give half that effort. And then they're just stuck right here. To me, that's the challenge for me. Because I want everybody to reach their goals and their dreams, right? I want everybody to get to the top level they want to. And most of the kids want a top level, right? But the majority of them don't have that drive to do it. That's the most important part is energy. And that's the thing. And it's tough. You know, you get coaches that say, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to run down behind kids. I'm that coach I want to. You know what I'm saying? I want to push you. I want to be like, what are you doing? And I will say, what are you doing? But it's tough when they get to the competition or they get to that point and mm-hmm. they don't reach what their goals because and you know why and I was like, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to take it to heart or take it personal for me but it's still just tough because like dang man if, if you just put in that much more just just that much more you know if you didn't just take for granted your natural athleticism just that much more and to me that's the tough part when you start getting to that middle school high school age group that's you know? where the gaps come into play because they start becoming their own person. They start mm-hmm. having personality. They start saying, forget class or forget this. I got, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not even, like I said, it's not even just the athleticism part. I got kids that will go black out in the workout, you know, like they, you got to slow them down. You got to say, listen, like, they, we have these specific days for a reason, but they can't do it in this classroom. Yeah, they can't go that hard. So you got kids out here going crazy, got crazy opportunities or could, but then they hold themselves back there. So it's also not just being a coach but a mentor. Yeah, because I, I, I face an issue with yeah. a couple guys I know that um that are already in college right now, and um some of them are going through it. And it's tough, man. And that's the thing. Like you know, we we go to school. You know, we do all all our performance based classes, X E X S S classes, all that mm-hmm. stuff, right? To know how to make the body better. You know, to how to give the best opportunity for your sport. But is that enough? You know what I'm saying? Because if I make you the best athlete ever, the best track athlete, football athlete, whatever the case may be, but then you came and get on the field to show that. Because of your GPA. Did I, did I do my job? Do, and is it okay for me to say, well, I did my job. I made sure you were physically there. 
you know, it's taking on that extra, adding more value to these athletes, you know, and showing that, you know, I ain't your best friend, but I care. You know, you're not just a number to me. You know, you're not just a cash flow to me. You know, I'm in this because I want to help you. For sure. And I understand you came to me for help for speed, agility, but there's more to it because at the end of the day, when I told you write your goal or your parents told me your goal, it ended with going to college, starting on the high school team. And there's other factors out here, health, uh, education, that plays a role in that. So I have to make sure I'm at least hitting home on it a little bit so you can understand what we need to do. And, you know, I made mistakes. You know, I went to college first year. I was, you know, on academic probation, 1.9 GPA. You know, I made my mistakes all through, you know, graduated high school like a 2.4, you know. Same thing. But luckily I was able to make it work and wound up somehow getting into grad school and finished with 3.8. So I can speak from existence. So to me, why not use that? understanding allow them to say look i'm not just saying it like because everybody else said i totally understand yeah walk the same look so understand this that if you don't get it together you might not have this opportunity that opportunity or you might not be able to make it past this point you know if we can't if it's hard for you to push now what you think is gonna happen when your coach said you can't work out with the team all winter Whew. I, I just sit there and work out in the rec center all winter long because i was on academic probation so what do you do for the kid that can't work hard but is so talented and you send him to the winter to the rec center workout all winter. He's gonna be ready by spring. When he when somebody's hold held his hand or had to push him all through high school to do it, you know what I'm saying? That accountability ain't gonna be there. That you, discipline is not gonna be. And that's the thing when 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 you were excited as a trainer, as a coach, or as a parent to get your athletes to that point because they would have the accountability, they would have the discipline, they would know they need to work to keep their scholarship. So now it's all turned. Now it's all put back on their hands, which it always is at the end of the day, but. The tools that they had to help them mm-hmm. are suspended for now. So now they got this amount of time to try to figure out themselves. And, Sink or swim. And I'm telling you, you you be so like surprised at how many kids sink because it's just like dang. It's like well, <laughs> you tell me to do this on my own, and then they just say forget it. They just throw it, throw their hands up. So that's know, crazy. It's try, crazy. Trying to teach your kids to be self efficient is another thing. Yeah. You know, it's tough, you know, and, and sometimes you don't, you don't want to, but you gotta, we can't hold their hands all the time, you know, we can't, they can't expect us to have the answers for them all the time, they can't expect us to speak up, ask the question, how's your body feel, how's it, speak up, speak up, be your own person, understand how to get through a situation, and if we need to help, or you need to find help, find help, you know what I'm saying, because Everybody can't baby you. Coaches are different. You might go from me, go to you, go yeah. to a whole different coach. We all three might be different. So you have to understand how to work that system. Exactly. And you see an issue with that with these kids. They jump from school to school, sport to sport, <laughs> or, or I mean, grade to grade, and they just, they fail because of one, one coach. Because of one coach is different, and they just fall out. They just act like Look, look at the transfer portal. The transfer portal is, is basically free agency right now. And the thing about it is when it comes to basketball, like, so it's weird, but at the same time, I get it. So basketball, you know, you have a lot of kids that can't really fit in certain systems based upon how they play in high school. For example, you have a kid named Javon Friendly that played for Alabama, had a great on Bama this year in the um, playoffs of NCAA tournament. But before he was at Villanova, in the Jay Wright system, it's a, it's a, you know, 4 out one in motion system, triple threat, strictly fundamentals. You cannot get on the court if you don't know how to play properly on defense. It's just that simple. 
Um, he he's a great offensive talent. Defensive principle wise, he was still behind, but he's a guy where you just have to allow him to be bad on defense, mask it, but let him just flourish on offense. And he's a guy; he's a free throw on offense. So he left there when the band was able to, you know, play in the system. That's for him. Did well, but the thing about it is. Can't every single one of y'all kids get that opportunity? It's only so many D1s. It's only so many D2s. It's only so many JUCOs. So with that being said, some kids are able to transfer other schools and get the opportunity to work with certain coaches to play in that open system. But what happens if you're not that talented? Or what happens if a coach doesn't believe in you? Are you going to just sit there and keep transferring every single year until you find the opportunity? Or do you figure out a way how to compromise the situation and say, you know what? If coach wants to play in triple threat, let me let me get my thirty points off just off a of triple threat. If coach is like, you know, I can't I can't shoot the ball if I don't um if I'm not able to play better defense, let me just play better defense so I can do my job on that end and I can go ahead and get my points. It's not that hard. It is asking you to commit a bit more in certain areas because you cannot always have it your way. That's facts. And that's all it is, and that's really what the transport is about right now. So many kids still want to play in a high school system that makes them look good, but in reality, you're not understanding you're holding yourself back. It's tough, man. I mean, you like I said, I, I love everybody having their own opinion for sure and, and their characteristics and being them. But mm-hmm. a lot of these these characteristics that these athletes have gained from not having the proper guidance or exactly. having this, I, I'm the best player, I'm going to do me <laughs> exactly. mindset. Yeah. And then going into college, you're like, I'm out. Like it's, it's like they 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 blink. They don't even think twice. They're like I'm gonna put myself in portal. I'm gonna go over here. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna change that. You see it now in high school, these kids being ninth grade. One, yeah, it's three kids. One, three of them go to Decula High School. Yeah. One, I'm saying I ain't going to Decula next year. I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 stop. We we y'all are high school kids. No middle school kids telling me that you're not going to a high school next year. I, when I was in middle school, I thought if you lived in the zone, you, you went go. to the zone. These kids are now yeah. they have this mindset they can go wherever they want. They yeah, can literally just like go to this school. I can go to that school because I want to be at that school. That is an issue. Yeah, it was an issue when I was uh, in school from 2011 2014. You will see kids legit chance of three different high schools. You had one kid play for Grove, went to Southwest, came back to Grove. Uh, went to prep, left prep. It's like, damn, like, you just trying to find the best situation for yourself. But that's the thing, but trying to find the best situation instead of trying to make just one. make the best situation. Understand, if you're a good athlete, if you if you are a good athlete, for the most part, you will be seen. Now, understandable, not college coaches don't always go knock down the doors of a losing program. Exactly. But if you know you're in a bad program, you might have to understand different type of ways to get seen. Showcases, summer camps, you, your grind might have to be a little bit different than the team that's winning state championship that has top five, power five schools coming in and out. But as long as you get those offers. And that's the thing, because even if you got, because kids want to look at other schools or they got all these 24 offers, but what is that athlete going to make of that offer? You might get one mid-major offer and be a starter for three years and have opportunity to get drafted, get picked up free agency, whoever knows, right? But that kid might go to that Florida and he might play a couple times and disappear, you know? So stop looking at what it yeah, looks like in the show. Yeah, stop watching somebody else's grind. And that's the thing because you don't, you don't, you, and this thing, you're not even watching the grind. You're just looking at 
the the outside scenes. You don't even know what's really going on. You that kid might not be working as hard as you. So even though he has that opportunity based off whatever reason may be, you may take more advantage of your opportunity than he may. AKA Damian Lillard. So then you so then but but you're so bad, so so stressed out looking at him, mm-hmm. you're too bad you're, you're you're too worked up trying to get to where he's getting. Instead of just taking your opportunity and making the best of it, because you don't understand. That's all that matters. Because yeah. if you take advantage of the opportunity and you make the best of it, you can. Bro, it's been seen that these athletes really looked at where some of these people went to college at, man. Weaver State. Come on now. Come on now. So you tell me you gotta go, you tell me you gotta go power five to nope. make it to the league? Nope. You gotta go power five to be all American. You gotta, shoot, even with track, it don't matter where you go. If you fast, you fast. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You can jump, you can jump, you can throw, you can throw. It's me versus all y'all. Let's think about it. you got Weber State, Lehigh, you got BYU. You just had a guy from Oral Roberts like, go to the NBA. Like you got all these, you know what I'm saying? You got South Dakota State pushing out in NFL quarterbacks every year now. Yes, I get it, they're winning national championship over there, but it's still, you know what I'm saying? State. People people think that you gotta go to Alabama to be able to have a chance to go to the league. You know, that's not the case, man. B is it there was a dude, uh, I forgot what school he went to, the lineman this year, D three, going to the NFL. You know what I'm saying like it is about the opportunity that you it's just about you make it's just about you it's about can you really bet on yourself and one thing I learned from myself as a young kid be coming to a young man I always had coaches invest in me when I just said I was gonna bet on bet on myself and do for me and so I, so like it happened like like 11 12th grade I made good coaches who would invest in me and show me how to play the game of basketball and I'm glad it did help me become a coach but if I would have had that same exact drive, you know, middle school and so myself, so I'm going to just bet on me. I don't care if I don't got no trainer. I'm going to just simply just work on myself every single day and it'll work out. When you put that energy out there, somehow, way, it always comes back to you in the right way it needs to guide you. And that's what it is. And man. that's why them guys that go to the mid-majors or go to, you know, the D3s always come out on top because they never doubted what they had. They just, I'm work what I got. Yeah, and that's the part. It's hard to push these kids, man. It's hard to like. It's hard to turn off the flashy lights. Yeah, I'm a flashy type person, man. When I was doing my recruiting, please show me the gear, show me all this stuff. I like the flash, but now it's it's even crazier because we weren't putting on the jerseys and the helmets and the stuff. Not saying you shouldn't. It's dope, but it's hard to turn that off when you work hard as an athlete and you see that other kid that you feel like doesn't work as hard as you. You may know him personally. You know he doesn't yeah. do it. But you know, every week you got a, a video with the highlight video with this, <laughs> with this hoodie, with this helmet on, with this yeah. team. That right there alone just had it throws these kids off. It pisses them off. It takes them to a standpoint where, yeah, it might not mess with their work ethic, right? But the the way that they don't bet on themselves, they don't say, "I'm gonna just put in the work and take this opportunity and go with it." They'll say, "Nah." They'll have that set. I'm already gonna leave. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do... No, I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to go Juco. I'm going to go Juco. If they think it's so easy, right? You see Last Chance you all day. These kids think it's easy. You just go sit at a Juco for one year, then you get a Power 5 or mid-major offer. Oh, bro, stop it. You ain't the only person thinking the way you think right now. That's just a... I call it a... Um, what I'm looking for? I call it the easy way out mindset because, honestly, it is what it is. It's an easy way out. You're always trying to... You're not trying to take the the route that's given so you're not trying to take the obstacles in your way and walk around it to get to the result you're trying to find a separate path a detour around all the obstacles just to get there a comfortable detour a that. comfortable detour at that and the thing about it is it's just basic physics the quickest way to get from point a to point b is literally in a straight line easy 
and and that's the thing they don't want to go through that line you know people and that's that's the thing with athletes now you know they don't want to go through that path yeah. you tell a track athlete i'm sorry but you're gonna have to push on this rep that rep and these reps it says 80 percent. it says 95 percent. it says whatever the case may be here's our time for you to get faster to get stronger than your race you have to push through this and it's always I can't just pace it. I can't just do this. And that's what I'm saying. No, the only way is straight through the path. You, There is no, I'll take this rep off, but I'll blow it on these last two reps. Cool, right? You look fast. You be there by the last two, but you still didn't get nothing out of your workout. You never push yourself. Because you didn't even push on the reps I needed you to. So even though you might have beat everybody, even though you might be faster than everybody, him and him and him is getting so much better than you. They might be better than you at the end of that route, in that road. Because you keep going all around the path because of your, you're not comfortable doing this, or you see, you feel like this person can do it like that, mm -hmm. so you want to do it like that. What works for you? What works for you? You know what I'm saying? If this works for you, let's make it work for you. Better than yourself. I'm not saying it will always work out in the best way. And that's the thing, though. You don't. You don't have to. One thing I learned about myself that I should have. That I wish somebody told me at a younger age. Stop worrying about if you do it this way, the best case scenario will happen. Stop, stop worrying about the end result. Stop worrying about it, what happens. It don't matter. In no the, regrets. Thank you. No regrets. Like, and that's the thing, these kids are like, no regrets, man. Like, if you want to go play college football and you didn't get the opportunity you won, I what now? That's what I'm going to tell this kid. And they think, well, it's not the easy coach. How not? Man, I was number two. I was state championship in triple jump indoor in Virginia. And then I was number two in the nation with my jump 49-5 behind a guy named Marquise Dendy. He's like a Nike jumper now he, he jumped it we went to florida so we all graduated 2011. i had no significance of that but i knew i was loving track i was loving that thing i was like it's dope but you know a football guy you know full ride cool sign that and the crazy part is i was gonna wait for track offers but i decided not to right i was like eh. i was like you know everybody taught football all right i didn't bet on myself you know my parents you know persuaded me to do this so i'm like you know whatever i'm not gonna i, I didn't bet on myself how i thought i could I, mm -hmm. that that concept of doubt me seeing everybody else getting ready to sign or something to do it so that tuesday that's when they only had one national signing day february 2nd i signed that friday i jumped 49.5 state championship number two in the nation had all these schools contact me sending me their hydraulic tracks videos want to fly me out i'm like from that point on, I knew I got to better myself because I literally had a thought, just a thought in my head. Maybe football isn't for me. Maybe track is where I should go. Maybe I'm just enjoying it, you know, or, and I was, I was all in my head. And I said, nah, never mind. And I missed out on the opportunity. So when I went to ODU for that first year, I loved it, it was great. A lot of connection, it was fun, but it's still something was missing. So it was like round two, it was like, dang, like, I missed track. We don't, it wasn't a track team at ODU, so I was like, what do I do, right? Do I stay with the flash, the football, the this and that, the full ride? Do I bet on myself and say, you know what? I know track is in the all or nothing sport. It's percentage-based scholarship. I think I can get to the point of being great. That's me. It wasn't just comfortability. I want to be great. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I know I could be good in football, but just something about track. I knew I could be like nation top. So I transferred, and I had to, and I, that transfer time con, time was horrible. I had to sit out a semester because I transferred like three weeks before the semester even started mm. in August, and you know, it was just iffy. The transition part was when I, it started from just a simple conversation with the football coaches to me needing to leave mm -hmm. because of this, because of that. One coach, he's my recruiting coach. Love him to death. Coach, coach Bird, Zon, Zon Burden. I mean, he was dope. He even told me to my face. He was like, what makes you think you're going to be the same Alan Borley you were? You know, AJ Borley you were. I was like, I got confidence in him. You know, at that point, I was like, fuck it. Like, 
I'm a better myself a hundred percent now. Especially now that you got people saying, well, you can't be who you once were. Man, I went and got the ECU that January and became one of the best jumpers on the team. Made the NCAA regionals. Team captain, uh, student athletic advisory committee representative. You know what I'm saying? Three times NCAA region, you no know, qualifier, top 25 in the nation type stuff, you know. My last year, I think I was like top 20 with my jump in the nation. So it's just like, you better yourself. The road might be hard. It, it might be it. harder than what it could have been. But it's worth it. It's worth it. I could say the ODU full ride, four years, play, who knows? Some of my uh, teammates, they had the opportunity to get options for, you know, uh, mini camps. You know, yeah. cool. I could have put an NFL helmet on, but was that if I would have bet on myself but I felt like that was worth it for me? Man, listen, ECU got me making that ch- choice. Got me to the point I'm at now with the dope connections I got. Nah, I feel you. Let me see. I'm in college, uh, 2014. Uh, I didn't want to be in college my first year. Make a long story short, I didn't make the school basketball team all the time I was there at Mokia High School. So senior year, um, I mean, since a kid, I always liked fashion. Uh, my father worked a lot. So, you know, um, being around the homies, I was able to, like, you know, still be a dude and love sports. Being my mother, like, you know, I, I, I took a liking to fashion for the most part. So one of like clothing brand senior year, and I was like, all right, I'm not gonna go to school after college. I'm gonna spend this whole year building clothing brand stuff like that. Mother's like, nah, you gonna go to college, whatever, cool. I go to college, I said, I'm gonna find the easiest shit. I saw dental hygiene. Two years, you get paid like you know, uh, 40k after the dental hygiene. It's like, word, 40k or just two years of school, bet I'm gonna do this. Go in there. I'm like, I'm not liking none of this shit. I'm like, fuck them. I do none of this. Then after that, I'm like, right, I'm gonna change computer science. Maybe I can do something in that. Do that. Still ain't liking it. Even though I got my grades up, I was acting probation. Still ain't like it. And so one day, my man said, my man said he went to Belmont Abbey. And then he came to Georgia State to go um, to this, finish school. Um, I was telling my man, said, I was like, yo, bro, um, I'm going to just go to exercise science. He's like, damn, it's your third major. I'm like, yeah, but like, bro, I feel like I can do that shit. Like, I just feel like it's just something in me that can just do it. It's like, I'm like, look, bro, I'm always hurt. I'm always injured. And like, I'm on YouTube, on Google trying to figure out how to rehab myself, how to do something for myself. Like, wouldn't it be the same shit? Like, oh, you know, half the goddamn anatomy book by now, trying to fix my own ankle. I said, bro, I think it's just kind of common sense. He's like, you sure? Like, you know, what? if the class is too hard, I'm like, nah, son. Like, I feel like I can do it. So, transfer over to Georgia State University from GPC. I'm getting in there. Um, with, you gotta take four classes in a sense before you get into the program like you pass these four classes and then you, you write like a letter of why you should get inside the program they accept you and stuff so I'm taking anatomy and anatomy um, lecture lab so I bombed the second test because we had a um, cranial nerves portion and you know you had a 12 different nerves so the first part was like you know anatomy based the second part was like writing out of cranial nerves Everybody after the test was like, yo, so what you got? I said, yo, I got an 88 or a 54. They was like, how you know you got a 54? I said, look, I did the math on the front side. Yeah. That's good. I said, on the back side, like, the back side is worth, like, 50 points. The front is worth 50 points. I said, shit. I know I got, like, 44 guaranteed on the front. I said, yeah. but the back, that's, like, 10 max. So I fuck up on the cranial nerves. I get the test back. That shit said, got the 52. I said, damn, I got a whole lineman up in this bitch. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, it's really getting shaky. So I go to her office. I'm like, yo, you think I should like drop the class and stay in? Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm scared. She was like, she's like, well, you know, it's up to you. Like, you know how you professors like they not. And then, and then and then you be so confused. What do you mean it's up to me? <laughs> when you tell an athlete, a kid, anybody, and they really like in you, it's up to you. They be so confused. I they I came to you for a, for an answer. Not that not they say help help. No, I came to you for an answer, coach. 
tell me the answer, coach. Like, nah, it's up no, to you. And you'd be like, nah, how you feel? I don't know. What did you feel about? I want answers from you. I'll help you when you can help yourself. Exactly. And so what I took for that was this. I said, like, you got two options, my boy. I said, you're going you gonna to fold and prove everybody right. That, you know what I'm saying? You were just playing around. The same for you. But you're going to bet on yourself. When I told you I dug hard, bro, I went to Walmart and I bought a drawing book. So, Cause she was like, the best way to pass this class is figure out how you learn. But that's the thing. She gave, she put it, she put the ball in your court to make yeah, a decision. Exactly. That, that's that's the thing about betting on yourself. It's just you don't have to do it yourself. You have to just make the decision Decisions. that this is what you're going to do. For sure. And it's a lot of you know good adults in people's lives would not make that decision for you. They're going to say you make it. I'm here for you, whether or not you do it now. That's what I do with these athletes. Left or right, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. But you need to make a decision. And when you tell me, Coach, this is what I want, bet I'm going ball so off for you. Coach, this is what I want. And regardless, I will have my own opinion. I might not tell you the opinion because I don't want to, you know, persuade you. You know, whether or not I feel like this is the route you should take, that's, say, that's, that's personally in my head. Whatever you want to take, we're going to go that way. And she told you, and you said bet. And then she gave you her... Her help yeah, on she how said, to get there. She said the best way for you to pass this class is to figure out how you learn. She said, like, you know, if auditory is your thing or if kinesthetic is your thing, you need to go figure out what's your best way to learn and go practice it. So I went to Walmart, got a drawing book. So I started drawing. I, I kid you not, I always like kind of good at drawing, but I kid you not, these were some, some good ass fucking drawings, some some scapulas, some, some fibias. Like, I was drawing the shit out of these bones and muscles. But it made it so much easier to get the grade. Like every time I would go to the test, it's like I would look at the um I would look at the test. And I'm like, yo, it's the same as I should just drew. I know where to put the words, I know how to um uh figure out the actions or insertions, um the actions, origins and insertions of the muscles. It's like this shit is simple. It's like to this day I still remember like a lot of the muscles and all the boring landmarks because like when I drew drew it out and I kept um memorizing um the the, the stuff that came with it, it was a visual imprint. And that's why I'm so good now with the company I have in terms of making content. Like, I'm just a visual guy. I can literally sit out there and we can talk and stuff like that. And you're like, man, we got to make a video. And I can make the video in my head right now, go to Premiere Pro, and I can make it just like how I thought it. It's just a weird-ass way of me just being who I am. I don't know how I got that skill, but I just know how to match at least 80% of any project in my mind before I put it on paper. And so from there, I bet it on myself. And from that point on, like, I never looked back. Like, I'm taking this last class for now, clinical. And I'm about to get my degree, but it's just, you know, you just get to that moment of do you really want to bet on yourself? Do you really want to make yourself happy? Do you really want to fulfill what's really in you? And a lot of people, even my own parents, even my own siblings, even some of my cousins, even aunts and grand- uh, you know, and uncles, like everybody come to that crossroad and everybody do the same as that thing. They say no. They say no. They say nah. You know what? Uh, I'm crazy. I told my man this. This world's already fucked up. This world's already crazy. Choose your crazy. For sure. That's my motto. Choose your crazy. I mean, that's the thing. A lot of people are saying, I mean, just because you got, you might have three different paths. Nobody never said that's an easy one. They all might be the same level of hard and grit. But if you if you told somebody that, you know, then I'm sure they will pick the, the route that they want to in the first place. Exactly. But them not knowing that, well, I feel like this one's easier. I feel like that one's better because of this. Regardless of what, it really comes down to every route has an issue. Every route has some form of 
is versa you have to exactly. face. Exactly. Everything has a high level. And you have to look at it like that. And these kids don't. You know, a lot of these youth, these athletes, they feel like there's an easy way out. There's a quicker way. There's a better way to get where they want to get to. For sure. And they choose that. And, you know, that's what makes me so passionate about this field as youth athletic development because if you can truly help either set it mm-hmm. at the age of 8 to 10 with fun and competitiveness yeah. if you can help reinforce it from the middle school age group when you start to feel yourself mm-hmm. if you can really have the patience to drive it home with these high school kids and these college kids you can truly help them not only be a better athlete be a better person but that's the end goal because like i told eli the other day i said i feel like as a coach being getting somebody better is like the bare minimum i feel like you know if you're a coach that should be a goddamn job it's easy to me that's a requirement so guess what it will happen i mean people say don't don't guarantee something you can't guarantee i guarantee nah, you i better. guarantee your son will give it i'm good i'm good enough in my job and i have enough knowledge of the people that i trust with that that's helped me in this field to know that i can get you better so that's that's the requirement. That's the easy part. But what more can I do? How much more part. can I add? Can I change your life? That's the thing. I can get you better. I promise you, you'll get faster. No matter if it's for point seconds or ten or ten oh, yeah. seconds, I'll get you stronger. You know what I'm saying? But will what I do for you help actually change your life and help you achieve your goals? And that's not guaranteed. No. You know, just because you get faster, stronger, like you want it, doesn't mean your goals will be achieved. It doesn't so, mean to make you a better person. I mean, mature to any of that stuff. You feel me? So, am I here to just get you better? Mm-hmm. Or am I here to help you achieve your goals? That's two different things. It is. You know what I'm saying? It's two different parts. You know, I like I said, I didn't got kids so much better, but they haven't achieved their goals. Mm-hmm. It may not have been my fault. You know, it's, you can't save everybody, but it still failed. You know what I'm saying? We weren't, we weren't successful. Got you. You know, and that's something you got to understand. And you got to take it for the next 12 athletes or whatever you got to say, well, damn, we failed this guy. He failed, I failed. Maybe I could have gave more insight. Maybe if I said, nah, I'm not, I'm just his coach. I'm not this. Maybe I could have done a little bit more that would have just helped him get to that point. You I've been there saying? before. I've been there before. We had a guy at a prep school. Um, guy was from the um, island of Martinique. And um, it was times like, you know, he was genuine, try, genuinely trying to better himself, better his life. And, um, you know what I'm saying? I knew the kid was like, you know, a bit of a hardhead, didn't want this and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, I ain't got time for this. I, you know, I'm like 23, so I'm like, I ain't got no time for this. You know, my son, like, you, none of that stuff. And, like, seeing how, like, you know, he crashed and burned his first year of college, I'm like, I'm like, damn, I failed that kid. I said, like, nah, man, I can't, I can't sit there and act like this kid was just, nah, like, this kid tried sometimes reach out for help. This kid tried, like, you know, own up and man up and stuff. I'm like... Maybe it really did take somebody to put him under his wing on some last chance you stuff and literally take this kid in as his own and mold him and grow him and hold him accountable 24-7. Maybe hold his hand to the next level a little bit longer until he got to that promised land. Like, it really takes that for some of these kids. And I realized when I saw him crash and burn, I was like, you know what? As a coach, I know I'll never make that mistake ever again. For sure, man. To, to, to act like, you know, it's not my responsibility. You know, you're entrusting me for the next six months as you're a kid. Okay, college scholarship, but like for six months, you're entrusting me with your kid. From that on, point on, is it more than six months? Is it a year? Is it two? Is it three? You have to understand, and that's the responsibility we take on as coaches that people don't want to look at, is that we become, you know, 
for for the woman's side, like you know, motherly role model, or for, or for the man's a fatherly role model, just a male or female role model for, towards these children that need somebody to look up towards, to have that backbone they never had at the household, to have that foundation of principles and morals they can always talk to, see what they're doing is up to par for what they want to achieve in life, and that's what they look towards sometimes. And some of us sometimes see it's like, nah, man, I'm just I just love what I do. I like to get paid and go home, see my family. But like, man, this is your family now. I'm sorry, like. This is gonna take time away from what you do and you have to be fully committed towards it. And that's why, you know, people always wanna say, I wanna make to the to college and do all this. And it's like, we just saw me and you together watching Last Chance You. A guy could have been uh, coaching at D1 level, paid six figures, easy, talented coach. So I'd rather take a pay cut and be a, and, and be a um, fitness instructor at a JUCO so I can get my little pay so I can make sure I take these young men to the next level, spiritually, mentally, over physically. You're not gonna see that a lot. I'm telling you, and, that, and that's where you have issues in this field because people see dollar signs, mm -hmm. and they understand what you're dealing with lies, man. Real lies. You know, I can't just expect to pack out this place to, to make me money. You know, I wanna build my legacy of a coach that made an impact on as many kids as possible. Exactly. And I, it's hard to do that when you're just looking at it from a number, a number standpoint, a dollar sign standpoint. Now, the thing is, when you add that value, add that passion, trust me, you will be financially successful in this field. For sure. But you have to do it for the right reasons, and you have to build it, bro. You have to build it. Show people that you're genuine. Show these athletes that you care for them. And when you build that, I promise you, you have an athlete for life. You have an athlete for life. You have a family for life. You have a school for life. You have an organization for life because they trust you, and they know that you have their best interests at heart. If you build it, it will come. That's like probably, man. And that's all it is, bro. That's where it all sums up to, bro. Oh, for sure. So I ain't trying to hold you up too long, man. I'm off with this last thing. Uh, what makes you tick and, like, what motivates you to be the best person you can be every day? Tell me, man. Just, it touches me lives. You know, that's everybody. And that's not just these kids, man. I am a person where I'm going to have your back. And I'm going to push you as much as I push myself. You know, I hold myself to a high expectation. But the people around me or that trust me, I'm going to hold them to that same expectation. It's like a coach on life, you know. It's, it's tough for me to turn it off. You know, I'm not just a coach and a trainer, but to my friends, it's the same thing, you know. Don't tell me you want something if you can't work for it. Gotcha. You know, tell myself that. Don't tell myself I want something I can't work for if, 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 you know, if I can't work for it. And that that is what drives me, you know. Like I said, I know I have a family, you know, my mom, my dad, you know, just that type of family, you know. I want to have a family one day. I have goals. I have dreams. And, you know, everybody takes your experiences in life and you put that in your life. So I take my experience as an athlete mm -hmm. and I feel like it always translates back to life. If you want to set yourself up financially, you have to put in the work. If you want to be a better boyfriend, husband, you know, brother, sister, father, you have to put, put in the work. work. If you want to be a better friend, you have to put in the work. So having that athlete mindset is what gets me going every day. You wake up. You put your theoretical cleats on for whatever that, that, that day is or that mode you're working on. You put your, your cleats on, your gear on, you go to practice. Then when it's time to execute, wherever that game is, you execute. And then you have a good career because you continue to do it. And then you become a veteran at it. You know, it becomes easy. You know, you're not a novice no more. You're an expert. You know, you don't have to self-talk so much more. But I take that in every aspect. For sure. Because life continues to change, man. We'll always hit different modes of life. Mm -hmm. So it's continuing to understand your process of development yeah. and say, well, you know, if it's time to go back to practice mode and develop and become better at this and one day I'll be a veteran, you know, mm -hmm. you take it and you go with it, bro.
No, for sure. Well, I appreciate you coming on today, man. Giving us your thoughts and advice about everything you do as a coach, man. Definitely, man. Appreciate you, bro. All right, no problem, man.